You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Danica. And Riley. So we actually have quite a bit to cover today because I think we were MIA for a few weeks there with interviews. Um, First, we started trying out a new product called Loveify, and um, we'll have a discount code for you guys at the end of this episode. So Loveify is a Canadian brand that is all about self-love and pleasure. They're all about empowering women and encouraging them to express their sexuality openly in a judgment-free environment. So what did you think of your Loveify product? Yeah, so I tried out the Princess Athena, which is the clitoral vacuum. Um, I've never tried one before, so it was interesting to uh, try. It was good. Like, I was, was definitely done, you know? It was completed. I was. It, I did the deed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never tried, like, a suction. I don't really use toys in general um, when I masturbate, so... But, yeah, so that was, like, new in of itself to really use a toy. And I made it a point to, like, not watch porn when I use it, Mm because usually I watch porn a lot when I masturbate. Um, But, yeah, I, like, came pretty quick with it. So that's all he can really ask for. (laughs) Yeah, I've had a couple friends who have used um, clitoral, like, vacuums with really high sucking power and have found it really uncomfortable. Mm. And this one has, I think it was, like, 8 or 12 different... Settings. Settings, mm-hmm. exactly. So, yeah, I stayed on kind of the low ones, but, yeah. Yeah, It was nice sure. to have that control. Yeah, so if you guys want to try the Athena or any of their other products, we will plug it at the end of this episode with our discount code for you guys to um, give that a whirl. And then we also have another new sponsor, and it's a microdosing mushroom company called Bright Future, and they're sending us some of their products. Um, we're going to try the energy and the matcha powders as well as capsules, so stay tuned for our review on that. And we'll also plug a discount code for their products at the end of this episode as well. So if you guys have any sponsor suggestions, in other words, anything you guys want us to get you a discount on, um, throw us a message and let us know and we will get in contact with them and we will work out or try our best to work out um, some kind of sponsorship with them. So with regards to our last episode with Courtney LaPressi, we had a lot of people write in saying how much they loved it and how much they appreciated hearing from her and connected with her story and it was a huge hit, and we really, really enjoyed chatting with her. Yeah, it was a really um, candid interview. It was one of my favorites uh, so far, for sure. Definitely, yeah. No, we really, really enjoyed that one. Um, we also were on uh, the On The Scene podcast recently, so make sure to go check us out on their podcast. It's with two ladies uh, who are just kind of exploring... Um, I think they recently changed their podcast, actually, recently to Ebb and Flow, I think. Um, But yeah, they're just kind of um, exploring life through their podcast, and we had a really good discussion with them as well. Yeah, it's a local Canadian. I believe they're from uh, Newfoundland Yeah, or New Brunswick. They're on the the East Coast out there. Yeah, so that that was really fun. And we also have um, an interview coming out 
um, we were on the Stripper Stories podcast. So I'm not sure when that one's coming out, but that will be out soon. So head over to her Instagram as well, and you can hear us on there um, coming up. Yeah, that was a really fun interview. It was probably the first interview where um, it hasn't been about educating people on sex work, sex work stuff. It was just very fun, light, sharing fun stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed that for sure. Yeah, I think that's more like the tone that takes usually when like um, sex workers are interviewing other sex workers. I find like for me when the podcast I've been on, if it's a square interviewing me, it's more educational. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a a sex worker interviewing me, um, it's more like shooting the shit with each other. Yeah, locker room talk. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and then also going to be on the Shameless Sex podcast in May, so that's coming up as well. So I will give you guys more information when that happens because it's a little bit in the future here. But if you guys have any suggestions of podcasts that you would like us to go on, um, message us, let us know, we'll try to connect with them, or hell, message them and be like, hey, well, you should check out 50 Plus a Tip, um, we got, think you guys should collab, um, yeah, and we'll try to uh, connect with more other, more other, more other podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so recently I was thinking, episode 75 is coming up, this is episode 70, and that's the third season, so my OCD like the 25, 25, 25 concept, yeah. mm-hmm. um, And honestly, too, like, I've been very busy, and the podcast, it does require a lot of time and organization and a lot of, like, behind the scenes, not only just the actual recording and finding time for that and the editing process, but um, the sponsorships and connecting with sponsors, connecting with guests, connecting with um, podcasts to be on, um, continually posting, all that stuff's just a lot of, like, it's a lot of labor on my end. And um, part of me was, like, okay, should I wrap up 50 plus a tip soon? Like it's been a year and a bit. It's been three seasons. Um, it takes a lot to put it on. Um, but then, so then I was like, yeah, but then like I've been mulling that over and I haven't really talked to you about that recently. Yeah. First time hearing about it. A single tear goes down her cheek (laughs) as she realizes that this is the end. No. Okay. So it's not going to be, I think, because, um, we have like nine thousand. Well, I have like nine thousand followers on the Instagram handle, which is quite a bit considering it's only been about a year. And I block and delete honestly probably between twenty five to like one hundred fifty people a day. I block on the Instagram. So um, thinking how the numbers could be if I let like anyone follow, I'm pretty selective about who follows the page um, because I want to be authentic and I want to be real followers um, that actually connect with what I'm posting. Uh, and are going to respect the space. Um, and then I've also just had several times now I've had people come up to me and like tell me about the podcast. And they'll be like, oh, I know this podcast, 50 Plus a Tip, that's super good. You should listen to it. And <laughs> you're like, oh, really? Tell me tell how good it is. But which girl's better? <laughs> um, and I sometimes I do say, you know, oh, yeah, like I'm, yeah, I'm, the, I'm the host of it. And sometimes I don't because I just want them to like, you know, I don't want to embarrass them. Or I just want to like hear unbiasedly what they're going to say to me. Um, so that's encouraging as well. And then recently I was talking with a girlfriend of mine and she was telling me that, um, this gentleman was talking to her and he was like, Oh, have you listened to, um, 50 plus a tip podcast? It's a podcast about sex workers, blah, blah, blah. And she actually was a guest on the podcast in the first season, but she was laughing. She's like, Oh yeah, that's my friend's podcast. Like I was on it before. So that's encouraging as well to see like the reach and having people, hearing people 
uh, like encourage others to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, yeah, it's encouraging to, to keep going. Um, yeah. So I also listened to, um, you up podcast. I've referenced it several times for the podcast and one of the co-founders of bitches is the, um, co-host of the you up podcast and they just had their 10 year union for bitches and um, listening to her talk about how it started and it was a slow start and she didn't think it was really ever going to be a serious career. And now 10 years later, they've like, you know, it, it houses like a um, bunch of podcasts. Uh, but yeah, it, it has like so much under it and it's a really like a brand now. Um, that was encouraging as well. So that long winded way of saying I'm not done yet and I'm going to keep going. I was going to wrap up season three at 75 and take a little bit of a hiatus, but we've had some um, podcasters and guests reach out recently that want to be on this season, so I think I'm just going to prolong this season um, for a little bit longer. Um, yeah. So, that, that's where my head's at. We're going we're gonna to keep going, and maybe, maybe we'll be at a 10-year reunion one day yeah. <laughs> with a whole brand. Um, that being said, we are almost at 10,000 on the Instagram, which means you can finally get the fucking swipe up option, yeah. which I just goddamn want the swipe option option, but I refuse to let fake accounts follow me. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys are, uh, sharing the podcast, uh, posting on your Instagrams, encouraging others to follow, um, because it benefits you because then you guys can swipe up for things, which is a hell of a lot easier. But yeah, what have you been up to lately, uh, Riley? Well, first of all, a happy birthday. It's not my birthday yet, but that's okay. <laughs> but to both of us. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we had a little joint uh, shindig last weekend uh, with a couple of our girlfriends, which was lovely for our uh, respective birthdays. Um, yeah. I've spent a lot of time with you, actually, this weekend. Get away from oh you. My God. Um, yeah, no, we went to uh, Sparkling Hill for both our birthdays. Yeah, with uh, three of our other girlfriends, and they really spoiled us and um, you know decked out our room, surprised us with that, and it was really sweet. And then treated us to a really nice dinner, and we went to like obviously the infinity pool. And apparently, you're not allowed photos there, which is bullshit. I mean, like clearly, social media is the best advertising. So like, we will get people to come to you. Just let us take our photos. Um, but you're not supposed to. But on the second day, there was, like, no one there. So we're like, fuck it. I'm going to bring my phone and take photos. So we got some photos. And then the lady came to us. We had to put our phone away. But, like, us being assholes. So was like, why don't we just put it on video and then post it up and then take screen grabs. Uh, whatever. Sneaky, sneaky. And then... Um, of course, my girlfriend put it in, like, a kind of an odd place. And when she put it there, all of us were kind of like, that's kind of weird. And then, like, ten seconds later, my phone is, like, floating to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> like, great. Uh, luckily, the new iPhones are waterproof, so that's fine. But it was just hilarious that we were, like, thought we were going to, like, get away with it. And then Karma's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, no, um, it was it was really lovely. We went down for a massage each. Yeah, massage and facials, yeah. And while we were down there, yeah, our girlfriends had stolen a key. And so by the time that we got back up to the room, there was a bunch of streamers and balloons and our, uh, like, those age um, balloons. And, yeah, it was, it was really lovely, like, gifts and stuff. No, yeah, it was really sweet. Yeah, and then we did, like, the massage and we did the facial. And the massage, the lady was like, are you breathing? And I was like... Of course I'm breathing. She's like, I've been watching, like, your body, and, like, you don't really 
move when you breathe. And I was like, no, I'm like a, I don't know, a shallow breather. <laughs> like, I just don't need you hearing me and like seeing, I don't know. I'm just sneaky like that. And, um, and then she's like massage my back and she's like, your back is insanely tight. She's like, I think you're the tightest person I've ever massaged. And I was like, don't make the joke. <laughs> don't make the tightness joke. I was like, I can't even get my hand in here. I'm like, how does this woman breathe? And I was like, clearly not very well because you can tell I was doing it. But yeah, so we've scheduled another massage for this week because yeah. clearly my back is fucked. But, um, and then, yeah, and then the, it was just, it was not a place to go if you wanted like anyone to hype you because when I went and got my facial too, she like did like the testing where they swipe your face with different stuff at the beginning to say like what your face, mm-hmm. is, what the balance of your page or what you're, what you're missing on your skin. And she like does the swipe and like none of them change color. And she's like, okay, so you have no oil on your skin and no water. <laughs> like, just coffee then. That's all I, <laughs> that's all my body produces. Cool. Um, but no, that was, yeah, it was a nice, um, a nice little, thing to have those treatments done yeah it's the first facial i've gotten yeah that's crazy i know i just feel like it's one of those things that i always want to treat myself to and then never want to spend the money on it yeah i want someone else to treat me um i'm not a big facial person but now that i'm turning ugh, 30 i have decided that i'm gonna maybe do a facial every two weeks i think oh because they're only what like two bills around there yeah 200 bucks so yeah, maybe every every two weeks I'll go get a facial. Mm-hmm. I think that's reasonable. Stay yeah. looking young. A little investment. Yeah. Um, and then I also guest lectured at um, a local university. It was for their class. Usually I do it in person, but obviously this time it was over Zoom. Um, that was yesterday, and that was that was really, really nice. Um, it's always like a highlight of, um, of my time when I get to guest lecture. And mostly guest lecturing on uh, sex work and the courses for sex work legality in Canada. Um, you, I know you sat in on it last, one of my last, um, my last guest lecture. Um, and the students had really great questions, which is always super nice to see that people are curious and that they're asking intelligent, respectful questions mm-hmm. coming from a place of like genuine curiosity and wanting to learn. Um, yeah. So one of the times the, the student asked a question, she like started it with like, you should really be a professor. Uh, you're such a good speaker, and I love listening to you. And I would come back to university to take your class, and that was like such a nice thing to hear because uh, being a professor has been one of my like goals. I wanted to be a law professor for the longest time, but um, being a professor in general was one of my is one of my uh, goals for my future. So that's that like positive reinforcement yeah. of that it is something I'm good at and that people take to me. Um, yeah, it felt really good to hear that. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it's something that would really suit you. I, I do have to say, though, um, you'll never be a professor if you don't apply for your fucking master's. Okay, I know. So <laughs> I spoke to my prof, like the, 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 the prof of the class, afterwards, and she was like, well, I mean, application hasn't even started yet, right? So um, that's one thing. But me and her were just speaking about the different uh, master's programs and that to do. Um, and I told her that... Tuesday because this weekend I'm going away for my birthday and I'm just back to back from like today till like next Tuesday um, with birthday things that on Tuesday I'm going to sit down and like force myself to go through and and actually decide on which master's program um, I want to apply for because I know there's like 
four that I've been kind of like bouncing back and forth between. And um, especially I have to take advantage of the fact that I have someone who's very well recognized in the field and well respected, who has constantly like been my cheerleader. And she's like, anything you need from me, any references, any way I can help you, like, um, you know, I think you'd be a great asset. So I want to like help you get there. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to acknowledge and appreciate when you have those people in your corner. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm going to do that next week. Um, I just want to enjoy the next like seven days of my birthday celebrations. Okay. <laughs> the last right. of my I 20s. mean, I'm pretty sure we had the same conversation a couple months ago, but, but then la- a couple months ago, something else was there. <laughs> something yeah, else was keeping I mean, me from it. Look. Um, but we did get a lot of listener questions and comments this week, so we'll dive right into those. Uh, the first one is actually just a comment I received when I do the, um, lecture, I open the floor for them to ask questions during the lecture, but I also tell them they can reach out to me afterwards and I give them my handle. So I received a really nice message last night after, after the lecture she goes, uh, hi, Danny. I was in the audience when you came on as a guest lecturer tonight. I just want to reach out to say thank you so much for coming on and for sharing so much of your experience with sex work as it was beyond enlightening and also refreshing to see how it correlates with what we've been studying. It is always important to connect academia with a human voice, and I want to express my gratitude for being the poster child as I can imagine the vulnerability and cruelty you have had to experience by putting yourself out there but it definitely makes an impact for those of us who want to educate ourselves. So thank you for gracing us with your knowledge and humanity. I'm especially fascinated with the emotional labor of sex work and how that relates to masculinity, emotional regulation, and gender role expectations. So thank you for answering all my questions earlier. Happy early birthday as well. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, so that's just kind of like a taste of, like, one, how well articulated the students are, but also just, like, I really love that, like, this upcoming generation has such a desire to learn about sex work and in such a positive way as well yeah well this is a a 300 or 400 level class isn't right it? yeah it's a 400 yeah and so therefore it wouldn't be a requirement probably for any other class so you you're also getting students who are just interested and willing to like learn and participate which is really nice mm-hmm. yeah i think about both ways yeah it often 400 levels are you start to get to pick and choose what you're doing but there's also less 400 levels options so a lot of people end up taking it 400 levels because they just have to graduate and have to get like Mm -hmm. x amount of credit in their 400 level so when i took this course many years ago um a lot of people in class didn't give two fucks about sex worker shit they were literally going towards policing and they need an upper level criminology 400 level chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could definitely got that vibe in class. These people were very like um, white males going into policing. So that's why I really enjoyed being in class because I was constantly like raising my hand, being like, no, fuck that. And no, fuck that. <laughs> like everything. Because I was already a sex worker taking the class. Um, but yeah, I think there is something to say about that. Like you said, as well as in a 400 level class, they've, they've had ideally four years of education so they are a little more with it I think yeah um than than teaching a 100 level class um a comment on one of the posts this past week um someone posted saying I don't understand why we're called sex workers if we're not having sex we're performing it just does not make any sense to me prostitution is sex work not dancing so we (laughs) Riley and I were both like 
that's a problematic comment to have, but let's address it. So we both replied to it, and my reply was um, that there are several reasons why people use the term sex work as an umbrella term for an array of careers. Uh, The two main reasons being, one, because it unites a marginalized group and helps combat internal stigmatization or the hierarchy, where certain people, let's say strippers, uh, say damaging things like, ooh, I'm not a sex worker, I'm not the same as those girls, I don't actually do sex stuff, I'm better than them. And two, it acknowledges that sex work is work. Um, and then I know you commented on it as well. Yeah, I followed up saying, I also think it's important to understand that sex doesn't just mean intercourse. It's inclusive of any and all sexual activity. This could be massage, dancing, performing, anything really that grants someone erotic pleasure. I, and then I said, I echo what you said. Um, it's important to use it as an umbrella term to unite those included in our community. Yeah. I mean, I think like we've done like... We've beaten it to death why we use the term sex worker, but I, it will be the hill I die on and that's fine. I will yeah. continually explain to people why we use the term sex worker and you're not obligated to use it. Um, I would encourage people to use it. And if you think calling yourself a sex worker paints you in a certain way, you can always then go into detail. Like when I say to people, I'm a sex worker, I am primarily an exotic dancer or an escort or whatever you mm-hmm. are, right? You don't have to just leave it at sex worker. You can, you know, go into greater detail afterwards. Um, the next comment here. Hi there. I love your podcast. I was just listening to the Courtney LaPressi one and was wondering if you know when she'll be putting out the exact handles for her OnlyFans and or other digital sites and where she'll be putting this out. I'm assuming Instagram, but wasn't sure. Thank you. So I reached out to Courtney and I asked her and she says, I plan to put a link in the bio out on Insta. For now, you may direct them to search at with the Coco on the OnlyFans site, which is at W-I-T-H-T-H-E-C-O-C-O. So at with the Coco and on OnlyFans and you'll be able to find her through that. But she will be putting out the link in her Instagram bio shortly. The next question here. Hi, Danny. I just wanted to say I just recently got into your podcast and I'm obsessed with it. Another reason why we can't cancel I 75. Know this <laughs> I joke about becoming a stripper all the time. I get looks when I say it because I'm a plus size, but okay. But oh well. Your podcast is making me consider it even more. I finished Cam Model Ashley's episode, episode number five, last night, and it was very interesting. I love how educational it is, and I've also bought the book you recommended at the start, Thriving in Sex Work. I'm definitely finding more pros than cons for sex work kiss kiss or xx um yeah amazing um i really especially nowadays there is a place for um plus size sex workers um even maybe more so now than very slender sex workers. I've seen that trend change. I don't know if you have seen that as well, Riley. No, 100%. I think a lot of the requests that I'm seeing is um, fit girls, big booties, big tits. Like, yeah, definitely on the curvier side than petite or slender girls. Yeah, no. So don't let, um, you know, being a plus size girl make you not want to be in sex work. And you know what? I would say maybe even now the clubs are closed, so kind of whatever. But if the clubs were open, you might be uncomfortable going into a club and being literally in the flesh on a sta- on the stage or on the ground, VIPing in lingerie as a plus size woman. If that's something you're uncomfortable with, 
And that really goes for anyone. Um, if you know face-to-face rejection is something you're worried about, um, doing online work or at least advertising online through photos, that way you know that if anyone is approaching you to book with you, they've already know that you're a plus-size woman, or they know that you're very slender, or they know that you have red hair, or they know that you have you know whatever your thing is. Um, they already are signing up for that. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I I definitely don't think you should let it deter you at all. If you're comfortable with it, I would even suggest leaning into it. I mean, there's an entire section on Pornhub of big, beautiful women. So there's definitely a place in sex work for it. Um, if you're, if it's your thing, you could definitely get into uh, dom work. I know I've come across a lot of um, submissive guys who like a bigger woman. And especially if you want to do like smothering, anything like that. I know we have a girlfriend who has a very large ass and is, um, you know, is definitely popular with smothering and stuff yeah I bring her on with my smothering client I one like I always get someone else do my work but <laughs> um but her ass is better for it <laughs> yeah but I I think that you should definitely lean into the look that you have definitely I completely agree and also um and also shout out to that that book she she mentioned that I had recommended and it's on my Instagram thriving in sex work by Lola Davina I love that book. I might even just re-listen to it again. Um, I try to every once in a while because I find it really grounds me and it really helps you to just connect with someone else who's saying the same things you think and feel or helps guide you through things that you're not alone doing. And um, you read that book, I believe, because I made it for our book club one year. So. Yeah, I would definitely suggest reading the audiobook. Lola Davina. Yeah, Lola Davina herself um, like does the audio and it's just so comforting it feels like a godmother of some sort yeah like you're talking to a therapist or something almost bestowing her wisdom on you yeah you're your fairy whore mother yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah lola davina um driving in sex work um on audible or if you do like to read um yeah definitely definitely recommend that to anyone thinking about going to sex work or are currently in sex work next question uh, hi, Danny. I love the show. I had a question, and I figured you'd be the best to help me answer it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I started dancing, my sex drive has gone down by like 100%, and I know a bunch of other girls who feel the same way. I was wondering if you knew of any resources specifically for sex workers about sex slash sexuality outside of work. I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Celibacy? <laughs> I'll just give up entirely. Outside of work? No, yeah, sexual depletion um, and libido loss are definitely uh, symptoms of doing sex work and expending that energy on other people. Um, Yeah, I don't know of any resources. Yeah, I mean, I think the question is definitely a good one. Um, It's super relatable for a lot of sex workers, myself and, and yourself included, and I put it um, out there on the story, on my po- on my Instagram story, asking if other women had resources because I don't know if I know any kind of out- a third-party resources. Um, and I didn't get much response with actual recommendations, but I got a lot of uh, sex workers responding with, oh my God, me too, feel the same way, um, you know, repeatedly um, echoing her thoughts and feelings about... Um, 
sex in your personal life and versus having been in the sex industry and it being, yeah, your sexual energy is being depleted. Um, again, I would recommend the book, uh, Thriving in Sex Work by Lola Davina. Um, she does talk about a lot of issues that you may face as a sex worker. Um, how do you combat sexual depletion in your personal life? Uh, when I wasn't in a relationship, I just sort of let myself be. Like, I was. you don't have to put pressure on you to want sex or to feel sexual if you're not wanting to share that with anyone anyway. Um, and then once I was in a relationship, I just talked to my partner about how sex work makes me feel so that they understand um, that I'm not wanting to engage in these activities, you know, after work or when I'm feeling depleted or anything like that so that it, it's never been an argument of like, well, we haven't had sex in this long because I've been working a lot. Like it, it doesn't destroy their confidence of why it's not happening. And it also lets me rejuvenate myself. Yeah. And I think too, like even just not sexual energy, but like being around male energy, I find um, I only have so much I can take. Um, if I'm working a lot, like I don't even just maybe people social social situations in general. If I've worked a lot during that week, at the end of the week, like I don't really want to be around people, and especially not men. I just kind of want to be able to sit in my feminine energy and be alone, um, and that's fully okay. Um, it's very it's very real for a lot of a lot of people in in the industry. Um, but yeah, when I'm single, I. Yeah, I just, I'm okay not having sex. <laughs> and when I'm in a relationship, I am very communicative with my partner about when my sexual energy isn't as high. Um, but I think, like, that depends, too, how you look at sexual energy. Like, for me, sex work may, might make me less intrigued by, like, actual, like, intercourse mm-hmm. and, like, rough, hard, like, fucking but it may also make me crave more like intimacy sexual energy so more like cuddling and hugging and like gentle touches and spooning and all that right Mm -hmm. um so I think that's kind of how I find that balance is like I might not have the energy in me to get like ravaged or like you know like attack when I jump in the door but I do want to be like passionately kissed and like touched and said romantic things too yeah. if that makes sense yeah I've said this and I'll say it again like, I said it once I'll <laughs> say it um, it's really nice to come home um, after a shift and be touched by someone I want to be touched by mm-hmm. and that doesn't like that doesn't mean sex but just to like crawl into bed and you know have those like soft touches and a cuddle and just feel safe in that mm-hmm yeah, definitely. Um, there was one of the responses from the story here, and I, I made I took note of it, and it said, oh, my God, okay, literally, this is such a positive and helpful resource. I'm super new in the industry. It's been maybe two months, but I'm experiencing the same thing. Glad to know I'm not alone, and there are conversations on the topic. Thank you so much for providing a safe space to discuss such matters. It's honestly such a blessing. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry that we're not give, really giving you guys too much help, but... I am very honored that you guys think of this as a helpful, positive resource and that you consider it a safe space to discuss things um, because that was the entire goal of the podcast and the Instagram page. So I'm glad that it is resonating with you in the way that we had hoped it would. Um, 
That being said, if anyone listening to this does know good resources for women or men in the industry who are suffering from, like, sexual depletion um, or, like, a low sex drive as a result of being in sex work, definitely slide into the DMs and or email me, 50plustip at gmail.com, and uh, pass those resources or suggestions along, and I'll make sure to uh, make a post for them on the Instagram page, and we can talk about them in the next episode as well. Yeah, actually, one thing that I have heard of some sex workers doing, and I've never tried it, so I can't um, tell you what it's like, but uh, Reiki, like energy Mm. healing. Yeah, I actually have been wanting to go do Reiki, um, because I'm, I'm a big believer in, like, I'll try anything once. Like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to, when someone tells me something, be like, oh, my God, that sounds so lame. Like, <laughs> woo, woo, woo. But, like, yeah, like, who cares? I'll go try and see how I feel um, and see what I could work through with it. So, yeah, I think that's a great suggestion, even just trying Reiki and, yeah, seeing if that works for you. Um, but, yeah, again, putting it out there, if you guys have suggestions for sexual depletion, uh, throw us a message, and we'll be sure to um, pass that along. Next question. Oh, I guess it's not really a question. I think it's more of a comment. Hey, Danny, I just wanted to pop in and thank you for having your podcast. Like I've said in other messages, I live in a tiny rural town with small-minded views, and it's become a little more well-known that I am was slash am a stripper. I've had to tell people, no, I don't do that anymore. I've never done that. I found Jesus, etc. And then she includes a bunch of eye rolls. I feel like a hypocrite, but in a place where everyone knows everyone, it can get really scary. I really appreciate hearing you and Riley talk about sex work and give it some form of normality when out here it's, in quotes, the worst kind of ditch you can fall into. Anyway, it's helping keep my mental health on the upside, and I really appreciate hearing you guys. Seriously, stripper podcasts have been getting me through it, lol. Y'all is sanctuary, I swear. Jesus. I found Jesus. I would never fall into that ditch. No. Um, Jesus saved me from that hole. <laughs> I crawled right back out. Um, no, jokes aside, though, we love getting messages like that. Um, one, because... <laughs> I'm sorry, they're going to say, jokes aside, we love Jesus. <laughs> jokes aside, we love me some Jesus. <laughs> Just kidding, we hate him. <laughs> we found him, and he was in the strip club. <laughs> yeah, and he paid me a Gino. <laughs> Washing everyone's feet. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Eep. Um, well, heaven for the climate health. No, was it heaven for the climate health for the company? Now, <laughs> <laughs> see, I kind of like me a sauna. So I'm going to be there for the climate and the company. Exactly. Our body would be so detoxed. Oh, my God. My pores would be so clean. <laughs> um, okay. Jokes aside, um, those comments and those messages mean a lot to us because... Um, yeah, it tells us that we are doing exactly what we had hoped we could do was connect with people who well, connect with all people, but especially people who needed that, who needed to know that sex work and their sexuality was not something to be ashamed of, and that um, that you guys have someone or you guys have me and Riley to talk to or talk with or listen to. Um, so I really do appreciate a message like that, and it just once again reinstates that. Um, that we're doing something right here. And I think that's awesome to hear. Um, I spoke to Riley before um, that this last, especially the last week of my 20s has been very like, um, very positive and being like, you're on the right path. Whether it was, like I told you, um, having a great weekend with the girls and being like, you know, at this age, I finally find 
that I've been in a group of girlfriends who allow me to be my like authentic self. Like mm-hmm. I can be stupid, I can be goofy, I can be a cunt and it be like, you know, like I have my bad days or I can be like overtly sexual and we all kind of like take it in a stride. Yeah, and like support one another and I think that's huge. And also with the podcast, having new sponsors reach out or having podcasts reach out to have us on like as guests and stuff, like all those kind of like nods to say that we are going the right direction Mm -hmm. and messages like this, like they're, they don't go unnoticed and they're super appreciated. So, um, as glad as you are that you guys have us, we are super glad that we have you guys. So definitely, yeah, it is a mutual love. Uh, next question here and this is actually a question <laughs> not just me pumping my tires <laughs> showing you all the love I get um hey Danica I have a bunch of questions about sex work but I'd like to start with this one if it's okay I'll probably email you again definitely email me again it's no problem at all I have a boyfriend but we Boo, have <laughs> throw the whole man out <laughs> okay I have a boyfriend but we have an open relationship and I met this guy a few months ago with whom I flirted there was this undeniable sexual attraction with one another. Eventually, he messaged me, and in the conversation, he found out that I, that I have a boyfriend and said that he was, in quotes, actually hoping I didn't have a boyfriend. I told him I thought he was really attractive and fun, so if I was single, I would date him. As I responded, I thought of suggesting him to be friends with benefits, but I left it at that because of COVID and all. Now I've been going back and forth in my mind about starting some kind of sex work for the last two years. Why I've been struggling with this back and forth is because of disrespectful men and the patriarchy and the fear of being raped. Plus, I'm an actress. I basically don't know if, I, if I'm if i made for this. So I was thinking, is it unethical to propose to the guy I find attractive to pay me to have sex and tell him if there are things he'd like to explore sexually but hasn't been able to that I would like to pay paid for such services? If it makes sense to do that, do you have any advice on how to go about it? I have no experience in I have no experience selling any kind of sex, but I am so intrigued and admiring of that world, and a part of me would want to be a part of it. Thank you in advance. Thank you for being so awesome. Thank you for empowering women. Take care. I mean, I definitely think that you're better equipped to answer this, um, just because you can finesse any date into a paid lunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the paid sex, um, I can't really speak on that, but convincing someone to pay for your time or companionship um how would I go about that with in regards to this if you haven't done what I'm getting from this from her thing she has a partner they're in an open relationship so it's not cheating so she's not worried about that um she's met a guy she finds attractive and she wants to dabble in sex work and get paid to have relations with him that's what is that what you took away from it too Honestly, I would probably just be straight up with it and be like, um, hey, you know, I am in a relationship and maybe go about this way. I'm in a relationship with my partner, but we are open in the sense where when it comes to sex work, it's not cheating. So um, I would love to like do those things with you in that kind of setting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How would you? Yeah. I would, I definitely, I would jazz it up a bit. I wouldn't just say it that bluntly yeah, yeah. And, and unattractively, but... No, for sure. I there's a, I think there's a real art to, like, finessing um, that sort of relationship. And I, I'm assuming that you said that you thought about suggesting friends with benefits. 
So, and you didn't, which is probably a good start because I think it would be more difficult to like suggest that and then be like backtrack to. Yeah, I think it would be harder if she had offered free sex, given free sex, and then say, no more free sex, now pay me. Yeah. So your free trial is over. Yeah, your, t- your 10 day free trial. No more pussy. Um, yeah, pay I think your, that's, Pay for your pussy subscription. I think that's probably a good idea just to say that, like, or just say that you are a sex worker and that. You know, if he wants to explore those sexual things that, you know, exactly that it wouldn't be, it would be okay in the relationship because that was agreed upon. Yeah. I probably wouldn't divulge that you are just starting sex worker and he's your first client. Yeah. Because he's going to be like, well, if everyone before me hasn't paid, why am I the person that has to pay? Or he might try to like nickel and dime you knowing that this is new to you or he might try to push your boundaries thinking that you're new and inexperienced and whatever. So I definitely think it's one of those cases where you like fake it till you make it idea where you're like, oh, to be honest, like I find you super attractive. Um, yeah, maybe even to say you're a sex worker already and be like, yeah, I'm a sex worker. Um, so I would love to like take you on and kind of do it in like a flirty way yeah. but still kind of saying the idea of, hey, like, you're, you're paying me for this. Yeah, I would also be a little bit careful about offering him, if, like, anything that he wanted to try sexually. I would say, I would definitely have, like, your no-go list of things that you are absolutely uncomfortable doing and then be, like, anything that's not on this list if you want to try it. Yeah, I mean, to me, I wouldn't... A good way in sales is to let them throw out things first mm-hmm. and then you counter it. So I probably wouldn't say... These are all things I'm not doing. Now what do you want to do? I would say, you know, is there anything fun you'd like to try? And then once he says it, say he said anal and you don't want to do anal or you don't want to have like a dildo in your ass, like that far into anal or you don't want him in your ass, but you're comfortable with other things. Then you can take what he says and kind of manipulate it into a happy medium. So you can be like, oh, I'm not... Um, anal isn't really my thing, but I love rim jobs. So like you can Mm -hmm. still, I would let him throw out his interests first and then curtail them to your, your go list or your okay list. Um, I wouldn't, one of the things is like with people coming to service providers or sex workers, they have this vision of you being this, like, fun, cool, like, down-for-anything kind of person. So even though we're not, you know, we obviously have boundaries and restrictions and, like, our no-go list. Um, you don't always advertise yourself as, like, hey, I'm a sex worker, but these are all things I will never fucking do. No, no, <laughs> like, no. I'm not, I'm not saying, like, send him the list, but I'm just but saying no have a before. clear idea of what you, yeah. you will and won't do because... Uh, I know that a lot of girls get into a situation where a guy's offering money and suddenly your boundaries are being pushed. So like mm-hmm. have a clear idea of like things that you're comfortable with and not comfortable with and then a price that you're comfortable with and not comfortable with and just like stick to that. But right. yeah, don't like fucking send him send him the no list. Nope, 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 nope. And then just like just phrase it exactly as you said, don't just be like anything you wanna try or like yeah, I can't I can't remember how she like phrased it, but just don't throw out the whole, like, there's no limits. Just yeah. ask exactly as you said, like, yeah. is there anything that you want to try? Yeah, what are some things you're interested in trying? Um, I also, with the price-wise, um, maybe he has been with service providers before. Maybe he hasn't. Um, I would say there's two ways you can go about it. If you're pretty lenient about your price, you could say, um, you know, what are you comfortable paying 
but they're probably going to lowball you. Uh, most people I know will say um, I they'll have their price already in mind with the price that is the lowest they'll go to, and they'll say, and then the highest price they would want, and they'll say the highest price they want is what they usually charge, but because I like you, and then they'll go to like a medium price. So say their price is $2,000. They'll say, you know, I usually charge $2,000, but because we have rapport or whatever, um, I'm comfortable doing $1,800 with you. Um, and then they think they're getting a deal. It's kind of like you know, strategic, a strategic sales tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're kind of just doing it, you want to get fucked anyways, and you would like to make a couple bucks, like maybe ask him what prices he thinks if you're not really doing it for the money. Yeah. Um, with the knowledge of knowing that if you set that as your price, that will always be your price with him. Um, it's a real hard sell to try to up your price after you've given someone a low ball price. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely in a good position to start with, having already been attracted to the guy. And, you know, if you would have suggested friends with benefits, then, yeah, absolutely. Just pick a number that you're comfortable with. Um, and it may not be the com- the number that you stay with. But, yeah, if you just want to make a couple bucks banging a guy that you would have banged for free, like, wish I had done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, with regards to you being actress, actress and you being worried about that, um, there's this saying that goes, um, say it, forget it, write it, regret it. Um, I live by it in my life to a T. You will never catch me writing shit that I don't want people to see. Um, I will like speak it instead. Um, you have plausible deniability then. So, um, if you are worried that this person could like screenshot and ruin your future career, I would maybe go for coffee with him and talk face-to-face about it um, and, and lay it out in a coffee shop when you know that there's no screenshots going to be passed around if that is a fear you have. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so to recap... Sum <laughs> it everything up. Yeah, how would you... How would you say it? Just the easiest, quickest way. Quick and dirty. Uh, Have your boundaries written down for yourself. Uh, Approach it as if this is something that you already do and go from there. And honestly, too, like, even for, like, the actual wording of it, you could totally, like, you'll get good at it the longer you're doing it. But I don't know how you speak with him, but you could definitely be like, hey, I don't know if you know this about me. If you guys are, like, already talking in a sexual way, I would say something like, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm actually um, a sex worker, and you would be such a hot fucking client. Um, Something like that. Um, And then if he goes, like, what do you mean by that? Be like, oh, well, like, or why don't we role play that, like, I'm a sex worker, and you're paying me, but fucking pay me. Um... (laughs) You can make it a joke, but serious, or you could just come at it with a lot of, like, um, pumping his tires so he doesn't think that you're, like, trying to get money out of him and that's all you care about. Like, reinstating that, like, you are very attracted to him. Um, that, I think, would be your best bet. Yeah. And then, again, either taking the rule of asking him for it to throw out a number or you throwing out your number and then offering a discount, um, I find would probably be, like, the two best ways to do that. Um, but yeah, keep us posted. Let us know how it goes. We hope, um, you have a very 
uh, long, successful horror career. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and stay safe. And again, too, like, you can always go on our Instagram and there's the story highlights and there's episodes and you can click through the episodes and each one will tell you what episode, what we cover in it. So if you're looking for, like, safety tips or sale tips or things like that, they're in one of the previous episodes. You can just um, find it that way, too. So that's it for this episode. Where can people find you, Riley? You can find me on Instagram at Vansity Riley. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. And you can find the DMs, email me with questions, comments, and let us know if you guys have any sponsors you think we would be that would be good for the show um, and or any podcasts that you wanna you wanna hear us on. And we will reach out to those. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you check out our amazing sponsors. 50 Plus a Tip is brought to you by Bright Future. Bright Future is a Canadian company that makes all natural, premium quality microdosing products. Their products are designed to simulate focus, creativity, energy, and boost your mood while decreasing stress and inflammation in the body. If you're looking for something that will help you feel and function better, Bright Future's got you covered. Check them out on Instagram at get.brightfuture or on their website, getbrightfuture.ca. Use the code TIP15 at checkout for a discount. Temptations Avenue Lingerie is an attitude to be owned for those who enjoy the pleasures of seduction. Temptations Avenue Lingerie is a Canadian-owned lingerie brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out at Instagram at Temptations Avenue or use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% your entire order. That's TIP25 for 25% off. Loveify is a Canadian brand that's all about self-love and pleasure. They're all about empowering women and encouraging them to express their sexuality openly in a judgment-free environment. Click the link in at 50 plus a tip Instagram and use code 50 plus a tip to get 10% off your sexy order. That's 50 plus a tip. Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. Bye.